Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. We have a very interesting show today. We've been able to book Mr. Asan Zaman. And Asan is the CEO of a company, a very unique company called Agile Black Belt Consulting. Don't we love that name? Isn't that awesome? Agile Black Belt Consulting. And Asan is a consulting expert, and he is an expert in technological assessment for companies. He supports frameworks. He supports contracts that, that companies have with, with both inside and outside vendors. It's very interesting what Asan's able to do in his consulting practice with Agile Black Belt Consulting. And Asan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Andy. Excited to be here. This is super cool. You've got an amazing company. You're doing such great things. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet, Asan, and tell people what you do at Agile Black Belt Consulting. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, Andy. Uh, thank you again for having me. Um, so what we do here at Agile Black Belt Consulting is um, we specialize in some consulting core services that I like to call um, that enhance uh, business optimization. And so we, we come in and we assess uh, technology, uh, technology stacks, um, and also, as you mentioned, support contracts with vendors to see if the companies are getting what they need in terms of service, service level agreements, um, if they're getting their return on investment. And we make sure that, you know, we're giving, um, uh, you know, deliverables and um, advice that will scale their business so that we're not just giving the kind of the old fashioned consultant answer as, oh, well, you know, you can do it this way, that way, but we're, we're very upfront and we, we, we provide scalable solutions that will provide return on investment for, for companies. And, you know, a lot of the core services we offer, they all tie in together. So whether it's coming in and educating a, um, another consulting firm or another small business about agile um, project management framework and how to, you know, best um, deliver on, on um, certain projects and also, um, delivery of uh, software, um, you know, we're there to hold their hand. Um, we did an engagement with a um, state institution where um, essentially they never even knew what the word agile meant. And they were very, very nervous. And they were very, um, you know, they had that anxiety about, well, you know, we've always done it. You, you always hear this common theme of we've always done it this way for, you know, 20, 30 years, and we don't want to change things up. But 
we were able to come in and really train them on the agile project management framework and really get um, efficient results without you know breaking the bank and um, that that's another thing that um, you know kind of separates us from the bigger firms and you know we're not really trying to we're, we're competing with them but we're not really trying to because we know our customers we know um, who we want to target and we know the different contract vehicles out there because we've been in the we, we've had that experience our team has had experience bidding and writing contract proposals in order to to win business and so you know when the bigger consulting firms come in with these you know high figures and and um, you know we're also competing with them on contracts we know that you know government agencies and state agencies they have a quota to look at smaller minority um, operated business uh, entities so that we have, you know, we have fair um, competitive advantage. So, um, you know, again, uh, we, we definitely love what we do and we are growing, you know, we're, we're continuously growing. Um, last year, you know, with COVID, it was challenging times for everybody, but we're able to, um, uh, you know, succumb that. And now we're at a growth rate of 20% for this year. And, you know, we look to expand um, more and more. Um, we're excited because we have, um, we, we also have uh, a product that we're looking to launch uh, around the corner that I can get into a little more um, in the show. Excellent. We're going to talk about the new product because it's very, very exciting, Asan. But let's pull it back just a little bit more. Let's discuss the Agile framework. Please explain to the audience, for those people that might not know about that, what that Agile framework is, the way you see it, and why it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. So I won't give, you know, any industry definition here, but essentially, you know, you have you have kind of the old um, framework of the waterfall project framework where certain things are sequential and you have to wait until those things get done. But in an agile framework, you have the flexibility um, in terms of uh, being able to build iterations or um, certain um, fragments of uh, software, or it, it can be applied to any project really. But um, it's it's very flexible in the sense that you know requirements change day to day, and you know when I worked with customers that shared feedback about you know I'm I'm just really sick of waiting until the end of a project or the end of a software deployment to be able to enhance um, a feature or a um, particular requirement they were looking at. You know it really you know really stuck with me that you know I I really need to get this consulting firm up and running because, um, you know, it, it, is, it is very feasible to be able to prioritize customer requirements within a software deployment and say, you know, what are kind of, what, 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 what are the highest value requirements that you need tomorrow versus, um, you know, what are things that you're looking at in the future? And then we'll prioritize that and we'll, we'll, we'll continuously build, um, to make sure we get there. And then if there are tweaks and adjustments that need to be made, then you know, we'll make those tweaks and adjustments. So it's, it's a very flexible framework where it applies to you know, execution of, of projects um, in multiple ways. And so having that flexibility and being able to listen to your customer and deliver something within a shorter iteration versus you know, having to wait until the entire um, software is built is, is definitely high value add and 
Um, again, there, there's no, so I, I do want to clarify, like a lot of people, you know, say, well, you know, I, I don't know if we're really an agile shop, you know, a lot, it's, it's a very flexible framework. And when you talk to coaches out there, there's no right or wrong answer. Sometimes, sometimes it's based on your organizational values. And so, um, you know, if you're not doing like, um, I'm going to get a little more technical here, but like story points on your JIRA boards, um, that's not the end of the world. You can build towards that to better understand your velocity of your development team. But if you're still, you know, prioritizing your, um, you know, your software development within a, within a um, short iteration, you're still getting to where you need. So it's kind of like, I, I use this analogy, you crawl before you walk. So, you know, you can, you can kind of start off um, with a very simple mindset of, you know, we're, we're going to have these, um, what's called sprints to be able to achieve certain goals within a sprint, whether it be a, a particular feature or um, it can be non, non-functional features as well. But even getting a, you know, a, a, a basic development environment stood up, you know, takes, um, takes some time to make sure that you have all the technical resources that your developer needs to be able to do their job. So these kind of things, you know, um, these are these are all details that that matter, and we make sure that uh, we educate our our customers about all of this. That's awesome, and Asan, you and your your team, you're you're some leading experts in the agile framework. It's really a delight to talk to you. I know that you could talk about this framework for 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 a millennial. It's just awesome, <laughs> and you're so yeah. deep, and you have so so much information and. You know, CEOs and founders, sometimes when they hear some of this, it gets a little overwhelming for them. But if they have, you know, someone that's a chief technology officer or something that they that they need help with, obviously those people would reach out to Black Belt and you would do the consultation and help them in a dramatic, dramatic way. Let's talk about your onboarding process, Asan, just for a minute. When companies call you, how does the conversation go? Where do they need the most help? from Black Belt Consulting, because your business you mentioned is up 20% through COVID. So your business is going really, really well. So many people are reaching out to you. The the testimonials are incredible. You're getting referred left and right by various companies. So what does that conversation look like when they make that initial phone call to Black Belt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, it's it's a variety of different things. Um, but if I had to, you know, select one that that's a common trend, it is actually being able to look for um, the talent to to be able to uh, do delivery work, um, um, project execution work. So essentially, a lot of companies now are looking to hire outside consultants to come in and do uh, delivery work on on projects because. They need that um, hand-holding support of making sure all the um, ducks are in a row, that organization of, you know, coming in. And, and a lot of companies, a lot of projects and companies I see fail because they don't really have a, a robust framework in place. They think they can wing it. And what happens is um, implementation vendors or their own company staff, they take advantage of that because they see that they're not organized. Um, they don't have someone looking at the financials. Um, so a lot of times vendors are burning hours um, uh, massively because they're not really getting challenged and, and put to the test, um, so to speak. So, you know, coming in and offering that consulting ad, uh, advice and looking at, you know, 
the, the scope of work of what um, this company is trying to achieve, uh, what they're trying to do, um, deliver as far as a, a product, it could be a process or service uh, or what have you, and making sure that they have the right resources, um, they're not understaffed, or they have too many in the case where they're overpaying. And, um, you know, again, just being that small guy, I've been on a lot of projects where, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're still a small company, but we're going to get there one day to, <laughs> to, uh, to be one of the, pri- uh, that are called primes on a contract where, you know, they, they lead the overall implementation and just sitting as, as a subcontractor with a prime, sometimes you gain that valuable experience of understanding, okay, what, what, what is it that we're actually delivering to the customer in terms of, of our contract? And sometimes these primes, what they do is they just sit there and they're like, the customer doesn't know what they want. So I'm just going to sit there, sit here and collect a paycheck where I want to come in and I want to solve a problem. So if the customer doesn't get it, and a lot of times they, they don't have a technical guru, so to speak, to really be able to represent them and understand their vision. So they don't know what they don't know. So I want to make sure that um, uh, these, you know, our customers are taken care of, and they're not getting abused by these um, bigger firms and and primes. Not not to say I'm coming after them, but I, I've just been exposed to so much, and you know, um, just being um, an experienced consultant and and learning from all these valuable lessons, I can I can help them say, well, let's get together. Let's like you said, let's let's peel the onion and um, let's let's go under the lens and really take a look at how we can get to uh, your goal, your vision. Um, and sometimes we, we spread that out, right? Because um, in agile, we have a we have a term called MVP, right? Minimal viable product. So um, I educated um, another government customer, um, essentially, that, uh, you know, um, we don't necessarily have to get to a production environment. Um, this quickly, we can get to bare bones um, and and spread it out so that you know you have time to grow your team because sometimes we don't think um, big picture and sometimes people want to get to the finish line right away and they don't have a team to support that. So it's like you know you're 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 trying to get something done but you're really not spending the time to understand what it involves to get there and and that's where we can really add value. I love it. I love it. And you do such a great job. You really, really do an amazing job. You're a great problem solver. Your team are great problem solvers. While you mentioned you're not of extra large company right now, what you're able to do with your manpower is incredible. And so many people, including the governments that uh, the government contracts that you've been able to uh, attain have just been have gone strikingly well. So congratulations on that. We want to talk about this new offering that you're building because that sounds very exciting. I believe it's called Data Integrity. Let's talk about that a little bit and tell us what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the clients that that we've worked with have always expressed frustration about managing their databases, their CRM, um, customer relationship management systems, because um, their data isn't very good. And that can uh, there are a lot of challenges in, in different, um, you know, different problems that um, come across when when you're managing data in your in your CRM, and so these CRM providers, um, they only, you know, not to pick on them, but they only care about their data being stored <laughs> on the CRM. So they do offer. I'm not going to say they don't. They do offer tools that can help you 
um, manage your data efficiently and, and um, manage the integrity of the data. But they're not always sound solutions. So what we're trying to achieve with this data integrity product, as you mentioned, Andy, is that we're trying to help customers be able to seamlessly validate their data at their fingertips without having to spend a lot of hours of frustration of um, doing data entry and um, hiring resources to do that because we were on a project where uh, essentially um, a lot of man hours were spent just to clean up an entire database for the ability to migrate it to a new CRM. And so before we could even do the migration, we had to wait for the customer to clean up their own data. So, you know, a light bulb struck in, in our head with our team. It's like, well, why can't we solve this problem for them? So essentially, you know, what we've done is we've, we're, we're not at a, uh, we're, we're working on a prototype, prototype right now. So we're not in production at the moment, but we hope to be by the end of this year. But essentially we're going to create a, a service that allow, that integrates with your customer relationship management systems. Um, so that you can you can run like essentially a batch report that tells you all the intricacies of your um, data discrepancies when it comes to your contact records, so email address, um, phone numbers, um, mailing addresses, and making sure that um, the system catches those errors but also validates them so that they can be cleaned up seamlessly. So that's kind of you know again the thirty thousand feet overview. Um, you know, we're still kind of <laughs> working on um, iterations uh, as, as we speak um, in the Agile Black Belt Consulting Lab, um, still, uh, you know, working to get that to production. But, but that's what we're trying to achieve at a very high level. And we're also in conversations with these big um, CRMs. Um, you know, Salesforce uh, is an industry leader, and we're trying to partner with them to to see if this is a good fit, if it's a product that we can even sell in their marketplace, if it hits the ground running. So um, we're having those conversations now, and um, hopefully, you know, um, everything goes well. Asan, that is unbelievable. This da data validation is so important. To add that as part of your suite is going to be amazing and everybody needs it because like you said, you're on a project, you saw a particular need, you saw a particular problem, and now you and your team are going to solve that problem. And that's what being a great entrepreneur is all about. Let's take this conversation and move it toward entrepreneurship just a little bit. And I know you've only sliced out a certain amount of time today. So thank you very much for coming on the show. I've been really wanting to get you on the show, on the show as one of the leaders uh, in the Agile uh, framework. And it's been very interesting. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to reach out to you to talk about what you can do to help them out. But let's talk about entrepreneurship, Asan, because we have younger entrepreneurs that watch the show and, and, they're going to watch someone like you and they're going to say to themselves, you know, how did he do it? How did he build this company? I know that he's, he's doing such great work with so many companies and, and Asan wants to build his company to even greater heights. But as a young entrepreneur, sometimes they hit potholes or they hit, you know, roadblocks and, and sometimes people get discouraged. So maybe you could give a little sort of entrepreneur sort of motivational speech, if you will, to some of the entrepreneurs watching the show and let them know, what it takes to become a great entrepreneur and to keep on pushing through those tough times. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I first started this business again during COVID, I was in their shoes. So I, I definitely, you know, um, it's, it's a learning curve every day. You're constantly learning. 
And you have to be fearless because a lot of people are going to shut you down and tell you your ideas are bad or you're crazy because again, like what, you, you, you know, why are you trying to compete with people that have tremendous amount of money and resources? But what, what I would like to tell them is that, you know, um, it, 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 it's all your goals and expectations, right? You could have a you could have a company and be profitable, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not trying to shoot for the moon tomorrow to say I'm going to be, you know, one of the top five consulting firms. I'm going to grow exponentially, and you know, like I said, with ideas and innovation with products, you know, you 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 kind of build slowly to get to your higher goal. But in the process of that, you know, like you said, Andy, there there are a lot of potholes like funding and finding the right talent and finding the right people. What I would say is, you know, definitely spend time and do your research and surround yourself with mentors that are willing to help and want you to succeed. That's probably the best advice I can give because, you know, if, if you do find the right people that can, I'm not saying everyone can find a mentor that's going to coach them and say, this is, uh, this is the success map to be a successful entrepreneur, but someone to even just listen to you to kind of point you in the right directions and give you advice. So, you know, whether it be myself or, you know, another entrepreneur that you network with, you know, there's plenty of networking opportunities with LinkedIn. Um, honestly, I'm on LinkedIn actively looking to make connections, not only for customers, but just looking to, to have networks uh, evolve and um, share ideas and bounce off ideas with other companies. So it's not always like, hey, you have to kind of keep your door closed because, you know, you have to hide what you're doing be and go kind of into a stealth mode. You know, if you collaborate the, the right way and find find value in, in sharing your ideas, you can definitely get um, good advice. And as far as funding goes, I would say, you know, um, there's a lot of grant money that the government offers to small businesses, minority-owned businesses. Um, it, you don't have to be a minority, actually, but there, there are certain programs that um, are, where you could raise raise money and 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 get funding um, from the government, and I've actually was successfully able to do that. Um, uh, well, I'm in the process of getting some funding for the data integrity. Um, it's not approved yet. There's an approval process, but what I'm trying to say is essentially there there is free money out there to be able to raise money for your company. So you know, don't be scared. Um, you're going to hear a lot of negative criticism. Um, you know, you have to have a thick skin, um, take it all, all in as, as just feedback and um, try to make it make you grow stronger is what I say, you know, um, you know, and, you know, you will, you know, you're, you're going to go through hard times. Um, that's just part of the process. And, and like I said, I'm learning every day. Um, I made mistakes. And the last thing I want to end on is that, you know, um, the people that you can trust, um, that will tell you their failures. Those are the, the genuine people that want to help you. And I see this a lot in the entrepreneurial world is people are afraid to talk about failure because, you know, uh, everything has to be, uh, you, you know, you want to have a positive outcome, but the failures to me are opportunities to get better and to improve on how you can improve your business. So I'm not saying just solely focus on your failures, but take those and, and grow, grow on them so that, you know, um, it's just not, you know, just harping, uh, just kind of beating at you, essentially. So that, that would be my advice. That's great advice, Hassan. And, and when you talk about people that, that want to steal your dreams or are negative and they, they're can't do type people, 
we call those people dream stealers. And there's a lot <laughs> yep. of them out there. But the beautiful thing about having a great team is that when you encounter a dream stealer, you can go back to the team or your group of mentors or your advisory board and and get the get the further power you need to keep pushing through and not listen to those dream stealers because there are those negative dream stealers out there and they just sometimes don't understand what the entrepreneur is doing. And there's an old saying, you know, that great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. And that's the way entrepreneurs should look at those dream stealers because nothing's going to stop you from going to where you want to go, which is basically world domination. So Asan, <laughs> I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show. You are one of the leaders in this agile framework. And I know Black Belt, uh, after starting, you know, during COVID is just doing remarkably well. You're helping a lot of companies, including some government agencies. So, so I'm sure people are going to want to reach out to you at Black Belt and, and talk to you about what you can do as a consultant to help their company, uh, this this new data integrity program that you're putting out there that's going to be all about data validation is so important uh, through uh, different platforms and data integrity is just so necessary. And I think from listening to you and learning more about you, you're going to become a leader in the field. Uh, Asan, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been very enlightening. And, and again, thank you for participating in the Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thank you, Andy. It was a pleasure. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to um, uh, you know, uh, meeting uh, all the different entrepreneurs in the future. Mm -hmm.